Welcome to the Evo GK Podcast. Evo GK Podcast. What a save! We bring you the highs and the lows and lessons learned as we talk everything goalkeeping with some of the best in the business. For your ultimate goalkeeping fix, this is the podcast for you. With your hosts, James Howarth and Dominic Bilet. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Evo GK podcast. We're joined today by another very special guest, but before we dive into that, Dominic, how are we? James, I'm good. Dive into that, I like it, I like it. A little bit of a play on words, I'm going to I'm gonna have to fix them on my own. Um, yeah, no, I'm really good, mate. I'm excited to talk to the guest. I'm sure everyone at home, hello to you. Uh, I'm sure you're listening in and, and thank you all for sending in your questions. There's some fantastic questions there. Um, yeah, I mean, this man's career is, is, is ridiculous. Absolutely. And for those of you at home that don't know who Asmir is, Asmir has played for clubs such as Chelsea, Stoke City and Bournemouth. And I'm sure you will all agree he has just got a fantastic move to Italy at AC Milan. Um, so in this podcast, we'll touch base with Asmir and talk about his time at AC Milan so far and how he's settled in, along with many questions within goalkeeping. So Dominic, let's dive straight in. Definitely. Let's get him in. Let's get him in. Asmir, how are we? Oh, very good, thank you. Um, here in Milan at the moment, uh, the weather's nice. We've been back training for a little while now, so life, life is pretty good. Again. Brilliant. Let's dive right into the questions because I'm sure all of our followers, followers want, to, want to hear. Um, how, did, how did the SA Milan opportunity come around and have you settled in, how, how have you settled in so far? Uh, do you know what? It's been, it's been an awesome, um, awesome few months. Um, but, I think going back to last last summer, about a year ago, I was in a bit of a tricky spot with Bournemouth, and that situation was unclear. And you know, and I I wanted to go out and, and play and show people what I can do. And I, I was given an opportunity at Carabag, which was you know one of the best experiences I've had in my career four months, and um, really really enjoyed enjoyed that. And I was able to kind of put myself in that shop window again, and people to see me again and live and in action and. Obviously, teams like AC Milan were paying attention, which was, which was great. And, you know, when they needed a replacement for Pepe Reina um, in January, the call came. And for me, you know, it was an absolute no-brainer. An honor to be part of this club. And, um, you know, it's like it's like a dream come true in a, in a way. So, it's been great. Really, really settled in quickly. Had a great couple of months, you know. Again, a couple of the best months of my career. And, and unfortunately, we all got hit by this pandemic. So, slowly but surely, we're, we're getting back to that normal way. And um, it's been a good last couple of weeks. Yeah, are you back in training now, Asmi? Are you? We've been back in training three and a half, three and a half weeks. Brilliant. So, um, you know, start off with medical tests and then some of the small group work, individual work, and building up each and every week as the as the regulations and the restrictions, you know, were lifted a little bit. And um, yeah, it's been a good, it's been a good, um, good last few days in full contact team training, and that's been great. Obviously, there must it must feel a little bit different as near, but have you, do you still feel like you've managed to get the work done that you you need to be prepared? I mean, you know what? It was funny. It's it's been it's been all right. When I think when you um, when you when you break it down, especially for us goalkeepers, um, it hasn't been that different. The only thing you didn't have for the first, I guess, couple of weeks or so was was that sort of team 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 structure and work eleven v eleven. Um, small side of games stuff like that but everything other than that we've we've been able to do and um, when you like I said when you break it down it's probably wouldn't be too far off what we do in a normal preseason anyway so 
it's been uh, it's been actually much better than I thought it was going to be. So uh, I'm just going to take all the viewers back as mate. You might recognise the date to the second of November 2013. Uh, Good day. Yeah, yeah. Well, for one goalkeeper, it was on that day. It was a good day. Yeah, no, that's true. It's true. Yeah. Not so, much. Um, so for those of you that don't know, on the second of November 2013, Stoke City versus Southampton. Uh, first start and seconds of the game. Asmir, can I call it a clearance, Asmir? Or do I have to call it a shot? <laughs> it started off as a clearance, I'll give you that. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, attacking play is uh, pressing on Asmir. And we'll, we'll let Asmir talk through the rest, shall we? Well, what's going through your head when, when what happens next, Asmir? Yeah, well, to, to be honest, not, not a lot went through my head. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was um, it was great. Obviously, as you say, early parts of the game, you get a pass back, and I think you just want to clear your lines, get your team up the pitch, and that's what went through my head. And and I caught it absolutely sweet for sure. I mean, it's not going to be any much better than that. And then I had a little bit of the elements, a little bit of wind to help uh, help me carry it further down the pitch. And of course, just a freshly watered pitch before kickoff, as you as you have, and um, takes a great bounce, and obviously over to Borch and. Um, and it goes, and um, yeah, it was a fantastic moment. Yeah, uh, and you know, for a goalkeeper to get a goal, and especially from their own box, and it ended the Guinness Book of World Records, if I'm correct, did it? You're, you're, you're 100% right. Yeah, I've still got the certificate back home in my study. Fantastic. And, um, Brilliant. You know, like I said, it was a special moment, and at the time, I was so taken aback and surprised on how it all happened. I didn't really react too much, but now, obviously... It, for what it meant and the record that it set and everything else yeah. you understand how big of a moment it was yeah and um, I'm just wondering at Bournemouth uh, was there any banter between because obviously uh, Alec Borak if I said his name correctly he, did you have any banter towards him Was did you ever drop that in yeah well I, let's, let's just say I wasn't the first to bring it up um, <laughs> so I didn't want to didn't want to be that guy yeah. um, but but obviously it was it was brought up pretty quick Pretty quickly after we started working together, and um, you know, it's been reg- mentioned regularly ever since. Well, I think I've been saying it every day. I think it's every goalkeeper's dream as well to, to score a goal, so it's uh, yeah, it's amazing. And as me, you work with uh, Jose Mourinho at your time at Chelsea. Um, what is Jose like, like behind the scenes as a manager, and is there any stories that stand out for you with Jose? Well, I mean, listen, I, I when I when I went to Chelsea and when I had the call from him for me it was a great honor to be to be wanted by him one as a goalkeeper second as a person because obviously they value all parts of a player and um, for me that was that was that was awesome and you know I, I was thankful for him because he helped me take that next step and I think to go play at the absolute highest level and um, you know he was great I think his tactical knowledge and just the way he you felt like in certain games when when he had that feeling and or about him, we just weren't going to lose. You know, whether it was a big game against Arsenal or Spurs, or local Manchester, you know, local London derby, um, it, it was a huge moment. You could just get that feeling, and I think he had that aura about him that when when he was on, when he had that feeling that the team would just take over that feeling as well. Right. So, Asmi, I've got loads of uh, questions from people, so we're going to move straight on and fire into them if, if you're happy with that. Uh, Absolutely, fire away, fire away. So, thank you for everyone who sent in questions, and we're going to reel off as many as we can. Um, so, um, this one is from Mally Clayton in Durham, uh, and Asmi, he wants to know 
if you could work with any goalkeeper, past or present, who would it be and why? Um, that's that's a nice question. Um, well, my my idol, my idol growing up, I guess the, the goalkeeper I followed, um, I guess in my teenage years and my my early teens and that kind of stuff was Oliver Kahn. Yes. I was a big Bayern Munich fan and grew up growing up in Germany. For the time that I did Bayern Munich, you know that, that was the sort of team that you follow, I guess. And um, he was he was the best goalkeeper of his time, I think, in that mid '90s, late '90s, early 2000s. I thought he was he was just the absolute best. And you know, if I could, of course, play play with him or you know play for him, that that would be great one day. Fantastic. And um, thanks again, Mali, for sending that in. Uh, a question from Mark Andred. Any notable differences between AFC Bournemouth's goalkeeping coaching department uh, and their setup in comparison to AC Milan's? Well, I, you know, in terms of um, goalkeeper departments, you know, I've been very lucky over many years to to work with some great goalkeeper coaches and departments, and you know, they're they're the Bournemouth department is just as good as you know with Chelsea, with AC Milan, and Stoke. You know, they have. Um, two goalkeeper coaches now, which probably the norm, more normal way of working at the highest level. We had the same at Chelsea. We have the same here at AC Milan. And, um, you know, they, they have a really good philosophy. I think that the main difference is, is it's probably that, that philosophy. And I think I think when you get to that level, it's not so much always the goalkeeper philosophy. I think it's also a team philosophy. So the training that you do relates very much to what obviously you're expected to produce on a, on a weekend and the way the team plays and what you need to do. So, you know, that that's the main the main difference. Um, you know, I think we, in England, we probably work with more multi-ball situations. In Italy, it's probably more one-ball situations. So that would probably be the main difference uh, that I could that could say from, a, from an obvious point of view. Um, but like I said, everyone has slightly different ways of working. I think just because of maybe the way the team plays and, and the whole uh, club and team structure philosophy. And, and obviously, Asmir, um at Bournemouth, there was, there's Mossy and obviously Anf White. And obviously, their sort of department's a lot different to, say, a lot of clubs within England. You know, um, most, you know, uh, clubs only have one coach where obviously yeah. in, in Bournemouth, you know, there's, there's multiple different coaches that obviously do different roles. How, was, that, was that much different or was it pretty similar to what you were kind of used to before? Well, no, I, like I said, I had it at Chelsea, you know, with Christoph Lodeshawn and Hilario and Lucas mm-hmm. Lucas and Hilario, the second year I was there. So I came from that two-coach two setup. I think, you know, when when you look back to before and now, um, the goalkeeper departments are quite big now. I mean, you have, yeah. you know, first team, you have under-23s, you have sort of some guys on loan, and then, of course, you have the academy 18s. And it's, that's actually quite a lot for one person to do, I think. Um so I think there's now numerous goalkeeper coaches. So the higher up you go, there's just more goalkeepers to look after in a bigger department. So I think you need, I think you need numerous people, numerous people. And I think the great stuff about the coaches that I've worked with in general, and I guess you know they wouldn't hire each other or wouldn't work with each other, but they, they bounce off each other great. You know, I think that there's obviously obviously healthy debate, um, which is great. But ultimately they work together. And one does one, the other does something else, and they, they work as a really good team. So. The setup at Bournemouth, I really have to say, was was high class and, you know, very much at a high level as as you would expect and probably assume with the Premier League club. Yeah, do, do you think, Asmir? Yeah, I mean, you touched on that there with the team philosophy. 
and it mixing in with the, with the, with the goalkeeper. Um, do you think nowadays there is more and more uh, where the goalkeeper and the team, there's more of the goalkeepers expected to do more, so to link up with the team, whereas maybe quite a few years ago, it might have been the goalkeeper just keeps the ball out of the net. Now there's a lot more expected from a goalkeeper. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, when you when you go look at the, the big picture again, I think there's a couple of things. We'll, we'll probably look at them in the last 10, 15 years. I think goalkeepers now are, are more complete than ever in terms yeah. of every every department of the game. I think goalkeepers are now are better athletes than ever. Um, you know, we're, we're high level of top fits athletes as, as before was was different it was just a different era a different style so I think goalkeepers are definitely expected to do more now there's there's more to there has to be to your game than just one really good thing that you do I think you have to be complete and you know there's so many different ways of playing now and I think the more of a complete goalkeeper you can can be and make yourself to be then of course you will be you'll be able to please and satisfy um, a lot more managers and, and make a better career absolutely um, so we've got another question here from Craig Finley from Middlesbrough and he wants to know what is the best goalkeeping advice you've ever received off anyone? Uh, best goalkeeper advice, well, mm, um, I guess, listen, I think there's, there's the cliches of work hard and sacrifice and work hard at the most is, is, is goes without saying, so... I would say that the best. I think for me, the big, the best, the best advice I was given, you know, is to just be as as absolute complete of a goalkeeper as you can be, and and take take bits from everyone, and, and make sure you learn and have an open mind. And I think, as I said, I've worked throughout my career. I don't know how many managers, but there's a few managers. And the longer your career is, the more guys you're gonna work with and play for. So I think the more guys you can be adaptable to, the better. I mean, the one thing I would I hate, I don't like it when people say, I just don't like that way of playing. Listen, you need to make a career. You need to make a living. You want to play football. So you want to be adaptable. You want to be able to play for as many managers as possible. I, for example, my Stoke time, five and a half years, we have Tony Pulis of just one way of playing. So you have to be really catered to his wants, exactly trying to execute exactly what he wants for a goalkeeper. And then you have Mark Hughes who wants the complete opposite way of playing. Nothing wrong with either way. Nothing worse or better but it's two different ways and you have to then as a goalkeeper adapt to be able to play for both managers which thankfully worked out for me but it took work it took making sure that all my levels of my game are consistent at a, at a good level of course some are going to be better than others but making sure that everything in your game is as complete and as well rounded as possible fantastic and, and just just finally uh one question we try and ask to all our guests is uh, obviously for all the young goalkeepers and aspiring goalkeepers out there listening, what's the one bit of advice that uh, you could give them for them wanting to uh, achieve the things you want? Well, uh, the one thing I'd, I'd say is as well, um, like I said, from a technical point of view, we talk about being complete, making sure all your basics and fundamentals are correct in your game. You're trying to trying to be as complete as you can in one of all aspects. But I think um, goalkeeping more than anything is incredibly is incredibly, um, it's a bigger mental test than anything. You know, I think it's about believing there's only one that can play on any given match day. You know, there, there's multiple things that go on, um, you know, that, that, that go on throughout your career. And I think mentally you just have to believe. You have to believe, you know, some guys will get chances earlier than others. Um, it, you, you can never 
can never really predict your path as much as you think we know the future, really we don't. Um, but it's just about believing in yourself, never, never, um, never doubting, trying not to doubt yourself as, as, as much as you can really, because I think your way will always happen. I've had ups and downs in my early part of my career where, oh yeah, you're flying as an academy kid and then you go on a crazy loan spell to Belgium and the club falls apart and you're in the middle of nowhere and you're thinking, where is this going to go? And you have to keep believing that you're on the right track and just believe that your path is your path and everyone's paths are going to be different. So I just think that belief factor um, is, is incredibly important for a goalkeeper. That's brilliant. Well, Asme, thank you very much uh, for taking the time out to come and chat with us. It's greatly appreciated. And I wish you all the best on, on, your, on your training. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, man. Uh, everyone at home, thank you so much for sending in questions to Asme. I'm sure you enjoyed and took as much as we did from that. Um, and we'll, we'll catch you later. What a day! Thank you for listening to the Evo GK Podcast. With your host, James Howarth and Dominic Bylet. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Evolve with evolution.